It's the Sound Guy Podcast. Sound Guy Podcast. I'm so loud. Did I clip it already? Uh, I don't think so. No, you're Get good. me trimming good. my yeah. pot. My discipline. Tripping, trimming my pots. <laughs> All right. So you have finally met my buddy, JJ. Hello again. This is my guy. This is everybody's guy now, but um, he's been my guy for the longest. And uh, yeah, so you you mentioned in your lack of a better term, interview with Cam. Yeah. Um, several of the shows and venues and things that we work together. So what was the what was the first big show that you did at the well, you called it Halligans in your interview. Yeah, it was it was a firehouse when I left it. Yeah. So what was the first big act? Are you allowed to say the act's names? Yeah, I, I remember it. It was uh, Skid Bro. Yeah, Sebastian wasn't there. Right, he still isn't. But their yeah. new singer is like a twenty-something, yeah. thirty-year-old guy. Yeah. It was it was a crazy night though. Um, I was on monitors that night, and our front of house engineer ended up losing every one of his front of house amps. So we had to turn my monitors around and finish the last bit of the show for Skid Row. Yeah, yeah for Skid with, Row with front only front fills. Yeah, it was it was the first national at that venue that I that I was the the guy for. Yeah. And it was it was insane. It was a rough night. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> a horrible night. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But I mean, we we did it. It was sufficient. I think their tour manager went out front and told me how to uh, you know tweak the monitor mixes that were for the artists for the for the crowd, and we just rocked it that way. Right on. And how did the crowd respond to something like that? Uh, I mean, there was obvious problems, so they were just kind of cheering that we did, we got anything going back up that we could finish the show. So it's not like we got critiqued on the mix right. after after they went down the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you saved the show. Yeah, it, hear, it was crazy. We could hear on the front row. It was crazy. That's funny. But that and, stage was only like... Yeah, Three, it was maybe what, eighteen two inches. It, yeah, maybe yeah, eight, yeah, eighteen to twenty-four inches. Yeah, it wasn't that big. It was lower than a drum riser is on the stages that we work together now. They used a, a smoke eater to cool the amplifiers when they started getting kinda, too warm. Yeah, that's kind of slick. Yeah, because y'all were still a smoking establishment. Yeah, at that's that point. true. Yeah, so it was just, a steakhouse that you could smoke cigarettes yeah, in. It was. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun drive home back then yeah so i left there and went to wild wings and then you subbed for me at wild wings quite a bit well i i just shadowed you for a number of years you didn't sub sub shows for me there uh, no i don't think i sub shows for you for quite some time it was probably because you were at halligan's for that whole time well yeah and yeah i think at the same time we were at the dive like i was already at the dive before at least in the kitchen yeah you were cooking before i was before at, i went to halligan's i was at Wild Wings, and the whole time I was at the dive, I was at Wild Wings. Right, yeah, and, and but long before too. Right, and I I don't honestly think I subbed for you, unless there was like an an emergency. You know, we're double booked here and there. Let me explain why you were the cook at the dive. So me and Guardo were the managers. Yeah, he was a manager, and I was an assistant manager. Yeah. And we needed a third guy for production because we were doing national tours. Yep. We were doing like saliva and um, we did. Um, there were a bunch of. Yeah, them, start right? naming them because I'm uh, drawing a blank now that I brought it up. Yeah, it's, it's 
the, we were one doing of, one of our favorite starter interactions of Vanilla Ice was yeah there. Vanilla yeah. Ice was fun. Guardo was already gone. I was at front of house yeah. for that, and you you were on. I was monitors. on monitors. Yeah, yeah, and that was awesome. One of the nicest guys ever. Yeah, I tell people all the time, total industry professional. Oh like, yeah, everyone should be like that guy. I think that's the first artist I saw walk up and just throw a console to the way they wanted it, and you know it was just. It was basically there wasn't much that we had to do that day. Yeah, he asked me first. Yeah. He's like, "Can and I he go was in your really booth?" Cool and I was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, and he he has set the show up on our console, and there, it was just tweaks after that. Yeah, he knew that exactly cool. what he needed. That was cool. Yeah. So then we went from the dive. To, well, I left, and you took over front of house at the dive. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years after yeah. that. Yeah, and that, and then what did you guys do primarily during that time period? It was mostly local stuff. Um, it, it was towards the end of of the the live music at that facility. So, right. Word. we we did a, a small number of tours. I think Callie brought in some tours. Yeah, that was when you and I were doing. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, Hailstorm so and Vanilla Ice. Yeah, all of those him. guys. And then he brought in. Um, there was one really awesome band. Uh, they sang that song, Left Left You Far Behind, and that's it. What was the name of that band? <laughs> anyway, they were remarkable on stage. The whole three hours, singers in key the entire time. They had Avium ear mixers on stage. Yeah. Everybody had their own control surface, like Cat 5. That was the first time we ever saw yeah, Cat 5 uh, on yeah. a stage. It was the coolest thing ever. Right. All right, cool. So good segue into where we're going with Cat 5. Yeah. But let's continue our our kind of trajectory. So now we're at I've left the dive. I'm still at the jammer. Probably only doing that at that point. I'm not jammer. The uh Wild Wing Cafe. Right. I was probably only doing that at that point. Um what year was that? 2010, 2011 because I was doing EOD. I was performing again. Yeah. 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 That's what was going on. And then that's that's about what no the truck was right before that too. Oh yeah, the EOD truck. That's what yeah, that's what prompted the yeah, band EOD. Exactly. So a lot of people don't don't really know. I mean, everybody kind of knows, but it doesn't get talked about a lot. I bought a SWAT truck when we were working at the dive from the actual Navy, um, the weapons station, and JJ's dad is a um, diesel mechanic. Oh, a location diesel mechanic, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he he drives a Sprinter that can fix anything on a pretty much diesel yeah. truck. Yeah. Like on the side of the road. Yeah. Well, I think he's mostly in forklifts and hydraulics now. But so what yeah. did you guys do when I bought this truck? Uh, we we turned it into a mobile studio. Yeah, we we threw your big console in the back and the Tascam thirty two. Yeah. It was analog. Yeah. Into analog. What and were yeah. we on a double O two? Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain it was a 002 with your 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 Apple Tower. Yeah, the, the G5 yeah. Dual. Yeah, that's cool. G5 Dual. That back was in, cool. So we built this truck. You did. You redid the tires, the lights. Got the it. You know, got lines. it running smoother. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't go yeah. when I bought it. Yeah. You and your dad had to like rebuild the shit. Yeah. And yeah. then we put the Pro Tools rig in there with some. Uh, uh, Event bias 2020s. Yeah, the the shiny with the piano surface. No, that was the ASP8s. That was was oh, it those? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the second set. That's how they got scratched up. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a two tiered counter built in with RLX foam on the roof and, and doors and 
We had living room chairs bolted down in place of the passenger seats, and they faced to the back. And then fully double-swinging doors, also covered in Oralex on the inside, and a 100-foot split snake that you built, you and Matt built. I sat there, I think, for two nights in his garage, just soldering away. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. We ran power same way, just a big, big extension cord out the back. 100-foot. Uh, Edison, yeah. as we call it in the Union. And, uh, yeah. It's a shame that didn't go further. That was. And then one. the inbox came out. Yeah, and then everybody <laughs> just started doing it themselves. Oh, now you can track them from front of house. <laughs> yeah, and now you can just you can just USB from the console from front of house and or track I, everything. I, I, I run Dante. I, I can't actually USB from the consoles that I've used. The CL5s don't have a USB. So but, then uh, you left the dive and you became a rigger. Yeah, yeah. At the call at the tennis center. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we I mostly stagehand work, but it it progressed into to rigging and, you know, back then even the riggers unloaded the trucks and did everything. So, yeah. we were still just all purpose hands. We just climbed like an idiot. Yep. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, and that you know that got me into the the bigger shows. And that was me, the and festivals meeting. too. You started. Yeah. You started climbing on top of stuff at festivals. Yeah, I'd climb anywhere for a couple of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. How long did you do that? I, I think it was a close to 10 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was... And you weren't really doing any audio. No, I, I, I was still doing as much of that as possible. Um, I obviously didn't have much time to, to spend at the studio or whatever, but I was on the road, you know, six or seven days a week. Yeah. Just just going from venue to venue to rig these shows. Word. Yeah. Well, at that time, I had already gotten rid of the studio truck and moved it all into the house and started the rap metal band EOD, yep. named after the truck. We performed some some shows over, that was 2010 to 2012, like in that two-year period where we did all that stuff. And um, and then you I, went to... I mixed to, one of your shows, didn't I? That, you, that's the one at the uh, that little bar down by where I lived, right? Was that EOD or was that a citizen show? Remember that was a citizen show. That oh, was my okay. return as yeah. the citizen okay. with I actually Vieira played bass on that show. Oh, okay. And we were opening for Mary Tree. That's right. JJ JJ's so used <laughs> to running digital consoles at this point and I was traveling with a 12 channel rack mount like little spirit soundcraft and it went down into a drive rack with a couple of 31 graphs, JBL 31 graphs into two QSC power amps. And that's a lot to draw off of a nightclub that seats 100 people that pretty much only does pool. Stage is this high. And all of their neons and stage lights were already on that breaker. So on probably the same circuit. So yeah. my power was pulling that. And my, 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 my what's it, monster power strip, yeah. the power conditioner, defaulted and it's through the light on jj grabs me like this and does his hands like that like i didn't do not me not me and i start i mean i was belly laughing in that bar and i was like dude just flip it back on and and the whole thing lit back up and and then he laughed because he it was like a genuine like his heart fucking skipped the beat yeah i panicked on that one (laughs) it's like four hundred dollars worth of pawn shop gear yeah that was that was intense yeah that was fun that was that was one of the funniest moments. Not as scary as um, the graduation. Oh yeah, when they. Uh, so tell that story. So uh, the the sound the sound system in the Coliseum is is run through. Uh, it's called London BSS London. It's it's a fairly older 
uh, Cat5 structured program. Everything's controlled in the computer. Well, he uses logic. So uh, obviously, if something were to happen in the Coliseum, there's a, a centralized microphone that our head of security or whoever's in charge of whatever happened can announce through the entire building, uh, you know, evacuate or, or what, yeah, yeah, whatever. Stay calm and single file, all yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, whatever they have to say. <laughs> it's printed on a piece of paper. But um, so after graduations, because they get so intense and, and, and they fill that arena up, we'll get upwards of 15,000 people in the in in there for our graduation it, it's it's insane so it gets incredibly loud at at any point so at the end of the the time you know they made the announcement to parents where to meet their graduates um but and what we, i we had already sound checked the next one that's that's correct and stored it yeah we we were ready for for the next graduation and you know they were they were literally filing one out and filing next one in we do three or four graduations a day yeah and uh what what I failed to mention before is when they key that mic, it turns off every other input in the system, mutes it out completely. And how did we find that out? We we started the event and there was no sound, <laughs> at all. Yeah, a uh, graduation, and uh, it was like the middle one. Yeah, it was and, the second one of the day. Yeah, and, and the unfortunately was... we had set front of house on the floor for a better perspective, um, but control for that system is not on the floor. It was up in the booth. So, uh, and we didn't know why. Yeah, it, it took a minute to figure out. And so, I hear, I hear, we can't hear him. Yeah, we can't hear him. Turn him up. What's wrong with the mic? And then it's <laughs> the whole noise floor starts to fill. Yeah, everybody and started I, talking. And I start getting like this full blown like anxiety. And I turn around to say, what do we do? And this motherfucker's already at the top of the bleachers. Yeah, I jumped halfway the to his booth. And, and now I'm standing there by myself. And I've got my readers on the tip of my nose. And I'm just like, what do I do? And I just throw my glasses on the console. And he disappeared into his booth. And then the crowd starts going like, whoa. And like getting like this rumble. And I'm like, oh, no. And it was the longest Probably took him 60 seconds. It, it, it was, was the longest. It felt like a year. It felt like a year. <laughs> it felt like the last gig we'll ever do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he rebooted the system, got the inputs in line, pulled up the scene, got the mics back. But I went, go to the other mic. So they went to the announcement mic, and the entire event went off without a hitch on that announcement mic. Yeah. But... When they went back to the center mic at the end, we still didn't have a fader, right? We had lost the front the front podium mic at the end as well. Oh, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it, dude, you after were, the big. I don't one, know if I, you had yeah. even come back yet. I, I was just riding on on keep it going. And we got done, and they said, you know, turn your tassels, and the kids threw their shit, and they all filed out, and the 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 guy the the house guy, what was his name? The I, short guy with the beard? Henry. 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 He came up and he's like, y'all did good! <laughs> and I was yeah. like, thank you, Henry. We were probably glowing like vacuum tubes. I, I was vibrating. Yeah, the dude, it was, day. that whole experience was hands down the worst production experience of my career. God. Like, it was 
fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So to bring up experiences, you remember the first big one at, at my old high school, right? When I called you in. Do you yes. remember that one? With it was an I old brought Devin. I had Devin on my hip. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because nobody believes the story when yeah. I tell it. We we were having, I think it was just wireless issues all night. So you came in to help me sort that out. And I had only been running sound for maybe a year. This was still and, analog, too. Oh, this oh, was yeah. way before oh, anybody yeah. could afford any price point oh, yeah. in the it, digital. Yeah, this is the PM5D years. You Only tours and arenas had digital, right? Sure. Sure. You don't know. <laughs> how old were you, 16? Probably, yeah. 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 And that was Fort D. Yeah, back so in the day. So I come in uh, the next afternoon w- with you and your teacher, and Devin's on my hip. Yeah, we had a, a, a rehearsal for the musical. It, there was the whole cast there for that. Yeah. And I put him in the booth, and we walked down to listen to the speakers. Yeah. We, 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 we ended up going back up to the booth to start, to, to start really diving in and troubleshooting. And we'll start talking back and forth. Can we cuss on this podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. And... And we get up there, and you're like, man, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And the choir director stopped, and he turned around. He said, we can hear everything you're saying. I said, what? So the chassis of the Onyx yep. went microphonic. Yeah. It, it became the, a... It grounded to the talkback. So it was picking up everything we said in the booth. <laughs> and TalkBack wasn't even engaged. Yeah. There wasn't even a mic in it. There wasn't a mic. At, there, the, the button wasn't pressed. There was no reason for anything to be doing that. And, yep. And, uh, and uh, it never came back after that night. Yep. Yep. We shut everything back yeah, down. And the it the console happened. grounded and became microphonic. It was insane. It was insane. And it really happened. That was my first disaster. I'll, I'll always remember that. That's what the Coliseum felt like to me. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, we already sound checked this shit. It we works. know what we're doing. Like, what? It worked a and half hour ago. A half hour ago, <laughs> it worked. And that microphone completely disengaged your rig. Yeah. I mean, it did, it did its job. It and did that's exactly how we learned. It was supposed to. That's how we learned it was a default. And yeah. that's a good thing to have. But you got to know that when you're supposed to be running the sound for the second fucking graduation. Right. <laughs> Word. So yeah. then, so now you're at the Sorry. pack. Now, what what are you doing at the pack with the with the pops and all? Uh, with the pops specifically, uh, I'm I'm the front of house engineer. Um, and you know it obviously goes goes deeper. Uh, I follow my tech director Jeff, and he's he's fantastic at what Jeff he does. Lichtenberg, yeah, he's, Jeff Lichtenberg. he's a boss. So uh, you know we'll we'll set up a stage plot and, and an input list based on on what they've given us set up a run of the show, you know, get everything going for the, the media side of things is, you know, whatever content we're displaying on, on the big screen behind the orchestra. Yeah. Um, so LED we'll prepare wall, baby. That. No, it's just projection. I oh, wish, projection. I, yeah. I wish I had an LED wall. It'd be a lot easier. Um, but yeah, so we, so we have a, a big 10 K projector that we throw across oh. the stage and you know, it's nice and big and bright. Um, words to whatever songs they're playing slides it, it's whatever they've they've asked for um and then we we pin the stage you know we've got on average about 60 mics across the stage and you know that's violins and percussion and every section has a little bit of something um yeah we do a day of rehearsal it's usually about a four-hour rehearsal and do you have any kind of monitoring on stage with that? With yeah, a big uh, orchestra? So we've got Matt is our, our union 
uh, engineer in, in Matt the Jones. Pack. Yeah, Matt Jones. Um, so he runs monitors, and uh, it used to be a lot less, but I think the last show he had 12 or 15 wedges on stage. Wow. You know, independent mixes. So, yeah, he's he's pretty busy during the show. And do they use hot spots or do they use floor wedges or yes. a mix? Yes. Mix uh, of so, of most of them are, are wedges. We use the big old pa- uh, passive EAW wedges for most of them. Mm. Um, yeah, they're, they're nice and warm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're old, so a yeah. lot of people scoff. Wedges? Yeah. <laughs> passive? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've started running uh, an ears mix for, for one of the bass players, he, he runs in ears for the shows. Um, there, there's been a hot spot back in the woodwind section a couple times, um, powered wedges across the horns, just big, bright JBL speakers. Um, so it varies, you know, we, we, we accommodate whatever's needed so we can do side fills and drum fills, all of that good stuff. Right on. Yeah. So, and you also do, so you also do monitors at other venues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I like to think I'm really good at monitors. I think it's the harder engineering job. I always thought you were good at monitors. Yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, I love, I love doing a good job. I love making the band. You know, when they're really feeling it, you can see. That was always my goal. You know, dude. it's and and it makes it better for the crowd to see too. So, yeah. it, you know, I I take a lot of pride in my monitor mixes. I I, I hope I've never pissed you off. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the that's the only time in my career where i really hyper focused my skill set oh yeah was the years that i did monitors for nationals and i actually turned down four tours yeah they all were like get on the bus i remember um we did i did monitors for um drowning pool at the dive yeah that's another name we couldn't think of yeah on the big gl 2800 and we had it on fader flip so i had uh eight mixes on stage i think we had i think that's uh we had yeah, five downstage yeah. drum sub and two side fills were full range i think or did yeah. we have subs on those side were fills? amps so so yeah so yeah. we had maybe maybe 10 mixes yeah, i don't even remember now. something like and that. they had they had ear packs and all that shit yeah. too so i remember the sound check for drowning pool as soon as they ended the drummer took his ears off and he stood up and he was like call your wife and go get your shit and get on my bus. They always <laughs> say like, that until you talk money, though. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's so flattering for them to, to respond that way. When um, Fuel came, they had the front of house Grammy winning engineer from like like all time, I guess. And uh, he had cans on when we were doing monitors, and the t- the stage manager had the wireless, and he was pinging out with me. And he walked past the side fill with the mic down by his hip, and it squelched yeah. and hit that guy in his ears. And that dude threw his ears off and made his way across that bar. And it was so far from front of house to monitor <laughs> world, I could see me getting my ass kicked way before he got to me, bro. He saw it all happen. And then right when he got into monitor world, the guy jumped in between us and was like, it wasn't him, it wasn't him, it was me. I That's fucking crazy. didn't mute my... And I was like... One another one of those, and you know, you get handed your ass in the real timeline sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not supposed to happen that way, but you get your skin toughened up real you, quick and, when and those tours learn. come through. You, you know, you don't forget. You don't, you don't ever forget, forget to mute your wedges or 
or ring him out or what you know whatever yeah. it takes to keep that from happening. And the guy hugged me after he calmed down. He hugged me with yeah. both arms and was like, "Dude, I am so sorry I tripped out." And he's like, "But you hit me at like 3k as a motherfucker." And I was like, "Yeah, because he probably had his phones up and everything. Dude, it was probably big so old brutal. Fancy cans oh. too. You could tell they were like 1970s fucking studio cans. Yeah, probably the same cans he used on whatever Grammy winning right. live album yeah. he was living off. Those of. those are the ones that made him the money and yeah." Now you just blew their driver. Yeah, <laughs> and that was their reunion tour with the original singer too. Oh, that that's was cool. A, yeah, that was a that was a big show. Yeah, for us, At, and we had a military budget. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know <laughs> that we were actually like government contracted. Yeah, like I had a security clearance. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, yeah, we had to have uh, the we had to have the. The shots, yeah, everything, the, man. The what ter- our microchips, the tuberculosis, t- yeah, the tuberculosis <laughs> test, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we had security clearances with the military, and you know that's that was that's pretty unique um, to some of the stuff that we've done locally because Charleston is a huge military town, um, and um, yeah, we had a military budget, and military security clearances, and everything. We're mixing. Yeah. Uh, you know, s- saliva and drowning pool and and vanilla ice and hailstorm and I think that was her first show ever through Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I got to open for Helmet, my favorite band of all time, and that went ex- way better than I fantasized about as a that, kid. That was my first show at the dive. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we weren't even working there yet. No, that was Guardo was yeah. running that whole shit. Yeah. And he brought us on and. Um, I actually went back right before, a couple years before COVID, probably 2017, 2018. Um, I was hired for an install company, and they overhauled that same room. And yeah. then I got hired on for the rest of that year as their front of house guy. Yeah. So I got to put ground stacked those JBLs. Okay. And we put all new power amps, and then I put an M32 in there. And so I got to multi-track a bunch of shows to Pro Tools in That's there. Cool. and. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Devin was old enough to come shoot pool there and hang out with yeah. me and shit. And yeah. They had that big game room and all. That was fun times, man. If that venue would have been in Charleston on um, private property, it would have been huge. It would have been a crazier, huge. a much crazier time than it already was. Yeah. 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 But we we took full advantage of it. I mean, who who buys their own SWAT trucks? Right. <laughs> who who thinks to do that? <laughs> Me. That'd be you. I'm the idea guy. That's what Guardo <laughs> says. He's like, you're the guy that comes up with the shit, and I'm the guy that has to go home and figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then now you're the guy yeah, that every left me with that. You're the guy that everyone calls <laughs> to fix it when I when I quit when I walk <laughs> away. I'm like, ah, fucking call JJ. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just read the manuals, man. That's, <laughs> no. That's- that's all there I'd is. Rather to YouTube it. it and take everybody else's hey, advice. YouTube is just as helpful, but I mean, it is. The user manual for every piece of equipment you'll ever use is online. Is on the Googles. All you have to do is get that, and you know how at least the manufacturer thinks you should use that equipment. Good, because I want to use the VCAs on the big console. Do it into the. It's so. It, it, right. it really. We're does gonna help. work on that, and we might make a film out of it. Yeah, we might we'll run a that. couple cameras yeah. while we figure sure that shit out. Sure thing. Out.